And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name's Tony, here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis, I am Tony Paranzi. David Sterling is on assignment. No, he's not. He is actually, uh, well, he's taking care of his family. They have a little bout, he believes, of the influenza. So he is a little bit tired, and he decided not to be on the podcast. And really, I don't blame him because of the uh, events of this last week with the uh, with the loons. So um, that's that's where I was going. I mean, I mean, you know, wishing the best of health to him and his family um, yes. if they're you know not if, but because they're dealing with uh, a sickness. I hope, hope you know we're wishing him the best and a speedy recovery to health. But uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, just like you mentioned, I don't blame him for maybe wanting to take a week off uh, due to the results of the past week. You know, F- just it was a week ago. Doesn't the the huge victory on the road against FC Dallas uh, feel like months ago? It, yeah. it was only yeah. a week ago sure as does. we record. Yeah. Crazy. It feels like a, a blip on the radar right now yeah. compared to everything else that's happened. Yeah, so. it's been a it's been a it's been a bad week all around. Um mm-hmm. Let's see, guys. It is Sunday, uh, the day before Memorial Day. Um, I think all of us have things going on tomorrow, probably barbecues, things of that nature. Um, I know I do, but um, do you guys have anything going on tomorrow? Um, oh. I don't actually. I mm-hmm. we just got back from from Niswa, so we're not going to do any barbecuing. But uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Laura actually has to work tomorrow, so. Mm-hmm. I am looking after Austin for the day because I have tomorrow off. There you go. Yeah. Well, that'll that'll keep you busy. I am. Um, I don't have a whole lot going on. Although I think uh, me and my girlfriend we're going to go down to Lake Harriet. Hopefully, if the weather cooperates, we'll see about that. But uh, sure. take the uh, famous and exciting trolley ride. Oh yeah, around, or near Lake Harriet. Oh, I've yeah. never done that before. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for. It. Maybe I'm a bit overexcited, but we'll see what happens. So probably, yeah. It's- it's it's not bad. I've been on it before. It's pretty. Yeah, good. me too. It's been a long time, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it was it was that's a cool ride. Yeah. It, yeah, that and a few other things. Just a good excuse to get down by the lakes here in Minneapolis. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, the weather cooperates. Yeah. Um, early this weekend, guys. I, uh, me and Connor were able to meet up with the uh, Pot on You Loons guys. Meet them in person for the first time. Uh, as people. Listen to this podcast, probably also listen to their podcast too. Uh, James was in town. Um, so he went to a bunch of games this weekend. And luckily, Thursday, I was able to meet up with James and um, Sam out at uh, Malone's in uh, Maple Grove for a little lunch. And then we headed over to Wicked Wart. And Justin from their podcast joined us. And then Connor joined us. So we were able to get together and have a good time and chat with them. And guys are great, uh, very nice guys. And uh, we talked about some little bit of loon stuff, not too much, because frankly, we had just had the Wednesday game and it, it just wasn't worth it was, talking about. It was the, right. it yeah. was the day after. Yeah, it yeah. was the day after yeah. the US Open Cup. But uh, yeah, glad, <laughs> glad I, yeah, sorry I had to be stuck at work for that and uh, couldn't yeah. join you guys. But it's, it's nice to see we get a little, you know, loons podcast uh, intertwining going on. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue that in the future. We can. I mean, we will. And uh, again, I want to thank those guys for uh, letting us crash their uh, little get together. Uh, it was fun. Uh, I'm sorry, James, if you listen, I'm sorry that we could not put a better product on the field for you uh, this week. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, not your fault. It, so don't it, people are blaming you. But it, it, 
it was good timing in the sense that he was able to hit so many matches, you know, including mm-hmm. the, you know, the Aurora's debut, mm-hmm. um, their first ever game uh, down at down in Egan. So he got to see that and uh, good timing and unfortunately bad results for the most part. So, yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Uh, let's talk guys. Cause we, I just said we could work. Let's talk about the beers we're drinking. And after the beers we're drinking, Dave and I are going to talk about what we did today, which had to do with soccer, but it was again, a, a, not a great experience, but you know, I'll go first because like I said, we were at wicked wart. I picked up a crowler from wicked wart. I picked up the nature boy, which if anybody, anybody knows, uh, Rick flair is actually from, uh, Robbinsdale. Um, so this is an ode to, uh, Rick flair. And uh, this is a, I think it's just a plain old, I had this up earlier for Pete's sakes and I dropped it, but uh, <laughs> it is good. It's a very good beer. Uh, I think it's just a lager pretty much. And uh, I'm trying to figure out what they say about it. Cause they actually have a little thing about him on there. I'll Let's let you see. look that up oh, for a oh, second. I, I got it. I, I was just yeah. going to say, I can't believe, I mean, and maybe it's one of those things where I've heard it many times and just, yeah refused to commit it to memory but i i'm really surprised that he's from you know minnesota and robinsdale he said it's mm-hmm. crazy so the reason why you think that way dave and and i don't know if there's any wrestling fans on here is because after he was in the i think he trained with uh, uh, the ganyas uh, out in minnetonka which were the awa guys and then he ended up going down to wccw which was the uh, down in Georgia, pretty much. And that's where he became famous, WCW down there. And so he became famous down there. And, and he was kind of, people thought he was from around there. I, mean, I don't think he ever said he was from Minnesota on his wrestling card. So he is more known for being from the South uh, United States than he is from being up here, but he is from Minnesota. So um, it's uh, the, uh, dis- the uh, description of this, it says, woo. I won't do a woo because that's, well, you it. just did it. Woo! Uh, we're not <laughs> saying this light American lager will make you you a you a jet a limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing son of a gun, but it's light, crisp, and dry flavor is close enough. So, good beer, actually, from them. It's uh, again a light American lager. It tastes just like uh, you know a great uh, craft lager. Not more to say about it. So, uh, Dave, how about you? What are you drinking tonight? Well, um, yeah, so I've got a new beer for me, new brewery for me, not for this podcast, though. I'm pretty sure, Connor, you have had a beer from Ursa Minor, Ursa Minor Brewing before, right? Up in Duluth, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough that my girlfriend actually made a trip up to Duluth last weekend and picked up a crawler for me. So, yeah, I have not been to Ursa Minor, but this, and I have not had their beer before. So, I was really excited to try this one tonight uh, for this first time. I had their uh, Constellation Cream, Cream Ale. And uh, yeah, so far, I'm, you know, just, just cracked it a few minutes ago, but uh, it's really, really easy drinking. And I think I've mentioned this before over the weeks past that um, I'm really big on cream ales now. And I have been for, I guess, most of this year going into last year, they're just, they're very, very smooth, slightly sweet. I think typically, you know, it's the, the, the cream ales there's, you know, they add a little lactose to it just to add a little sweetness to it, but um, not overpoweringly. So, and it's not, it's not a fruity beer. I would just describe it as an easy drinking beer. And it's, it's fairly light. It's only 5%. 
you know, it's not bitter at all. I've used 15% and it's just, yeah, smooth, delicious beer. Yeah. And so, yeah, excited to try it. And I'm very happy. And I, I still, I, we, I cannot wait to make a trip up to Duluth myself to yeah. jump, do a little brewery hopping up there. That's right. So yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, that's in like the same area as, uh, as bent paddle and then blacklist are up there. And, that's right. And, uh, blacklist. Yep. Yeah. So many good ones to try. Yeah. Bent paddle is like, might be, a, might be number one on my list of Minnesota breweries that I want to go to that I haven't been to just because I've, you know, liked them for a long time now. There's actually a little bit of a hidden gem up there, guys. I think I don't know if talk about Fitkers brews, oh, their, own, yeah. brews their own beer. Um, I don't think you, you can't really find it in stores, but you have to go into their brewery to get it. I don't even know if they do crawlers or growlers, but I've been they in there. They do crawlers. They do crawlers now? Okay. Yep, I stopped right. up there uh, and picked up some crawlers for some friends. Okay. Time. All right. Yeah. They are kind of a hidden gem because they're kind of in, well, they're in the Fitkers, old Fitkers brewery. And, uh, you know, they've turned that into a whole like, you know, restaurants and all that type of stuff. And I think it's actually, I think it's also a um, hotel too. It it's is. one of those boutique yeah. hotels. Uh, so yeah, cool place. All right, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, like you, Tony, I have went with the choice that I that we were at in uh, on Thursday. Um, we were at Wicked Wart meeting with the Pot on Your Loons crew, and I picked up a crowler of the Wicked Wart Minnesota Made IPA. Pretty sure I've had it on the podcast before, but um, uh, but it's a it's a goodie, and I think they've made some improvements to it too because I don't remember it being uh, one of my favorite IPAs, but it's it's definitely it's definitely made some improvements because I'm, I'm really impressed with the, the balance of kind of how hoppy and, uh, excuse me, uh, how hoppy and the, uh, just it's strong. And, um, I'm trying to see where the, where the alcohol is right here, which I, I don't think I can find. No, it doesn't show what, al- what the alcohol is, but very, very good. Um, very, 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 very well worked on. And also, I want to do a shout out to um, to the the milk sugar IPA. I think it's called up yeah. there, the double yeah. IPA that I tried. Yeah, um, really weird but good. Uh, it's definitely an uh, c- could be classified as an IPA, but it's very creamy. So it's super weird, but I would definitely well, get it again. Well, that kind of circles back to what I was talking about. So, yeah. So, I mean, a cream ale. So when you said milk sugar, so literally lactose is a sugar, you know, that's derived from milk. And right. that's, that's what they'll add. I've, I don't think I've ever had an IPA with lactose added, but um, that's it was very good. Um, that was the, uh, I think it was a white Bronco. White Bronco. That's the one. milk sugar. Mm. Double IPA, eight uh, percent, soft, creamy with loads of orange and tangerine hop notes. Get it before it's gone. Yep, Altos. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, great. Uh, two great beers on the podcast. Would have had a third if David was around. That's okay. He can save his beer for another time. Um, moving on to something, well, not as exciting as beers. Uh, Dave and I went up to the. Uh, Minnesota Minnesota United uh, MNUFC two game uh, the doubloons people call them Davis called them the Deuce uh, whatever you want to call them went up there up to the old NSC NSC the National Sports Center uh, I brought my daughter uh, brought my uh, my niece and her dad Jorge came along as well and um, I'll start out by saying that uh, basically 
uh, well, the game was delayed because yeah, of a thunderstorm. Um, yeah. um, and, uh, and yeah. shout out to, uh, to Invictus, you know, you can't blame it on the rain. That's why yeah. they're featured beers yeah. up yeah. there, yeah. but yeah. It, it, yeah, it was due to, yeah, just a random, uh, you know, a squall like thunder and lightning, you know, in the area, including where I was in Plymouth before we left. But so, mm-hmm. you know, let's not knock them for the weather, but, uh, yeah, that, that was unfortunate because basically it ended up being over an hour delay on the game yeah. start. I think it didn't kick off till uh, two thirteen. Two thirteen, yeah. To, but yeah. anyways, I mean that, but, that you can't blame them for that, but can't blame them for that. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so we showed up, there was landing uh, landing going on. So they delayed it. Um, the National Sports Center looks nothing like I remember it. They have taken out the bleachers on the opposite side of the field. They've changed the field. And I think Dave and I were talking. I think they moved the pitch a little bit. Um, it seems like that. Yeah. yeah. They put in some concrete, like, uh, sidewalking in down by the pitch. Wow, um, weird. They've that taken – that yeah. may have always been there, uh, or it may have been there at least for the last, say, three, four years since mm-hmm. the loons moved out of there and into the MLS. But, um, uh, yeah, one thing that struck me was just the turf. I mean, yeah. because that's what we were talking about is like I, I had it was a head scratcher. I mean, granted, I have not watched a competitive game at the National Sports Center, you know, featured stadium in, in many years. But I, I seem to remember it was always grass, you know. Yeah. So, but it was not it's turf it's a turf. artificial turf so that yeah. that kind of struck me as odd that would you yeah. know so <clears throat> there's a lot of weird things about it uh the most depressing thing about the whole uh game not not just the late start time was the fact they had no concessions open whatsoever mm-hmm. nothing no, zero no water, bottle of water no pop no booze no food nothing and That's so weird when I asked insult to, insult to injury, sorry, Tony, interrupt, but insult to injury, there's a food truck kind of sitting out by, mm-hmm. you know, behind the, uh, I guess it'd be the North goal where you typically have congregations during say the olden days, good old days, yeah. you know, pre 2017, there's a food truck sitting out there, but it was just for show. Yeah. Course. It was the only thing open during this whole thing was their merchandise van. That was, they it. did. They did have a water fountain, you know, yeah. So a bubbler. Well, right. and when I asked the lady about it, it's she said not today. Yeah, so it seemed it to me like odd. like they did open it sometimes, but just like today they weren't opening. And I don't know. I was asking Davis. I wonder if it had to do with the attendance because, frankly, at the start of the game, there was maybe what Dave a hundred. 150 yeah, people there. I'd say there was at least a hundred. It's hard to, yeah. you know, when you look, you know, again, it's only the, the main stand that was open. Like you said, the bleachers are gone no mm-hmm. more, but it's hard to get a good feel for it. But I would say there was at least a hundred. There yeah. might've been 200, but yeah. it wasn't much more than that. If, yeah. if at all. So, wow. Which make, which makes another thing very interesting is the fact that when I bought these tickets, I bought on one end of the, of the, uh, of the seating. And those are the cheaper tickets. Right. So those were 18, but $15, $3 fees, $18. If you move to the middle, they were, I think they went up to like $25. At least, if not 28, not yeah. or maybe 28 with fees. Yeah. And that's where most of the people were sitting. Yeah. Um, that were there. But, but it was an odd experience because Tony, you had said you, you know, hey, I bought these seats in in section 16, row one, yeah. row A. And I went online later. I bought my tickets uh, last night or the night before as we record this. And 
it was it it made me it made me feel like this game was going to be kind of full because like there was only certain tickets available i i had to sit you know i bought my ticket five rows behind you but i mean there was nobody sitting behind you let alone the row behind you the row behind you Hmm. and i don't i don't think the weather had anything to do with it only because the 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 like i said the storm that popped up was literally you know caught everybody by surprise Mm -hmm. it wasn't like this it was known that it was going to be thunderstorms at one o'clock in the afternoon yeah no that was completely by surprise so it really surprised me by that and i headed up there you know, I had a snack in the morning, but I mean, I was kind of expecting to be able to buy a beer yeah. at the game. At the very least, I was expecting to have a soda or yeah. something, anything. anything. But sure. yet, the lack of no zero concessions really put me off almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was well, pretty bad. And it's for, for me personally, my youngest daughter was there. And of course, she didn't eat before the game because she thought there's going to be food there. Well, there's not. And my niece is there and she was hungry as well. So, of course, we have them complaining they're hungry. So we ended up only staying for 30 minutes of the game because, frankly, we'd been there since 1230. And at this point, at 230, we would have been done, almost done yeah. with the game by then. So, yeah, it was – I don't know if I'll ever go back. I mean, which is sad. It's very sad. That is sad. Because – who played today, Dave? We had uh, in the midfield. Yeah. We had uh, 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 Jacory Hayes, Hayes played. We Nico had uh, Hansen. Nico Hansen played. Uh, we had uh, Gimbucci play. Uh, yep. Azil Jackson. Azil Jackson played. played. Uh, yeah, it was a good good lineup. They're a good and, lineup. And we should say they they ended up winning five one. Unfortunately, before mm-hmm. we left, you know, we left early um, mm-hmm. because we had to. But we but we were able to see two goals, including mm-hmm. my man Nico Hansen scoring scoring the second goal. Mm-hmm. So I was happy about that. So oh. it was, yeah. I mean, it's a very talented club. I mean, you got players that had either whether it was in the MLS regular season or in the own the Open Cup run that had players that were on that first squad. Yeah. playing in this game several yeah. of them a handful of them, like you just mentioned mm-hmm. so yeah it's a shame uh they can't get a better attendance but i mean they need to do better quite frankly yeah. i mean yeah. this was my first experience but they better do better you know i think they're getting a little bit better as far as social media is concerned but they they but i have- think they i mean this is not see what i what as i was driving up to blaine for the first time or not i shouldn't say as i was driving up to the sports center to watch a a loons game for the first time in many years. Yeah. I was kind of expecting some of those, that old day feel. Yeah. Feel. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like the good old days, you know, fun, but no, it wasn't any, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, like we joked about it, but we've seen better attendance at our niece's soccer games, you know, or or daughter's soccer games in your, in Tony, in your case, than we have at this match. And, it's a little bit disappointing in that regard. Well, it's it's to me, I, I mentioned the game, Dave. There's at least one thing they could do is they could make all tickets 10 bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. splitting up those tickets. I mean, what's the point? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to get people in the stands, then there's no point to having differing areas of, of cost for your seats. Okay. For sure. Yeah. And two, promote it and, and open up your damn concessions and get some beer out there. Right. And 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 get some get some activities and stuff going on. I mean, this would be perfect for people who don't want to go to Allianz Field and spend, you know, hundred, two hundred dollars to take their family there. This would be perfect to go to and spend under a hundred bucks 
to go to a, a game with yeah. players that play for the loons. Yeah. Get your mascot out there, get some games out there, yeah. you know, some, some fun activities and, yep. and get p- just people interested in the team overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Cause this would be a good stepping stone. You could go out there, you know, and spend, you know, family of four could spend maybe $40 instead of $400, you know, and have fun and get interested in the club and build your base and, Yep. Yeah, I, did, I I really, unfortunately, this was, you know, both of ours first experience and I hope it gets better. But yeah, they it, it wasn't good, honestly, quite frankly. Oh, not good. Sucked. So other than the outcome of the game, 5-1, yeah, which we were, we were able to stream uh, a shout out to Invictus for having us afterwards, uh, Tony and I. And, um, but yeah, we were able to stream the game. The result was good. But yeah, the overall experience was was lacking, yeah, lacking very much. So. After that, well, guys. That sucks, guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, they'll get maybe they'll get better. I don't know. Uh, but uh, guys, after that uh, disappointing day today, um, Jiminy Christmas. Connor's like having a sneezing fit over there. Dude, it's ridiculous. I'd... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk, guys, about this week with the loons because, frankly, it was a week I'd like to forget. Yeah, do we um, have to talk about this? I was, I was gonna say yeah. that's what I say. It's been a long week since yeah. a week ago when they beat Dallas on the road. It's it's yeah. been a long, long week. In fact, even Wednesday, you know, uh, the the U.S. Open Cup round of uh, sixteen or round of thirty-two is it? It was no, 16. Round, 16. round of sixteen. Yeah, prior yeah. to the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. It, that seems like a lifetime ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, looking back, I guess we got to start with that really quick. You know, high flying start to that game Wednesday night. Super excited to see that. I think we all predicted, you know, a crooked number in the scoreline for the loons. Well, let's let's say what we predicted here. Connor predicted a win, a four-nil win. Uh David predicted a three to one win. I predicted a three-nil win. And Dave, you also predicted a three to one win. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. Although you, you, the way the game started, you might have thought it was going to be mm-hmm. because, I mean, you had this was kind of like an interesting lineup. Um, we had I mean, the only it was interesting lineup in the sense that like both Michael Boxall and Kevin Ariaga were in the lineup because, of course, they were suspended from the next MLS match due to yellow card accumulation. But so you had a pretty strong lineup, um, really. And you in a lot of people's minds, I think you had kind of your dream lineup where you get to see. Uh, Adrian and new and, and, and uh, Luis Armaria, both on the field, your DP starting, which was kind of exciting. Um, the only, the only there's a, well, I guess there's a few red flags that jumped up right, right away. You know, it's fine. It's us open cup against a third tier U S soccer club, you know, union Omaha, but no Reynoso. And I think the big thing, even before the game started, people were talking about it. The fact that the bench was very limited. They didn't have a lot of options. Reynoso wasn't available. Lude wasn't available, but he supposedly had a little knock or whatever. Five players. A- five players. On the bench, yep. On, and one just- with one goalie. So technically only four players. Yeah. So that, that was a big eye raiser even before the game kicked off. That was a big eye raiser. It's like I think we were all commenting on, well, why not have – these guys available just in case. And I mean, that, that's the point, just in case. I mean, you yeah. expect to dominate a third level, you know, club. Now, to, you know, to Union Omaha's credit, 
they had they had knocked off the Chicago Fire in a shootout. You know, they went to extra time and then knocked them off in the shootout. So I mean, they, they had they're on good form, not necessarily in USL. Uh, what is it, League One that they're in? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's, it was a it was an eye raiser. However, the game kicked off. It started well, and it started well in the sense that what was it? The fifth minute. Um, yep. Did Hanu scored? Hanu scored. Yep. And it was and I love how it was a double assist. I think Kervin Ariaga like you know, put the ball into Franco who got it to Hanu and it was just a beautiful sequence. And that was five, six minutes into the game. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. We're going to get to our four, one, three, one, three nil predictions that we had going on. So that's, you know, I turn on the game and that's exactly what I was expecting. And it's really odd how this game, you know, unfolded because quite frankly, the loon should have had, I mean, this is a broken record. They should have had a goal or two or three in the first half alone. Well, I mean, it, I, I could see this game going bad right after that goal is because I think it was, I don't even know what minute was. That's when Ariaga got injured. 30, yeah. And, well, it was 30 right. minutes in. Yeah. He took it basically, he could have broken his nose. Yeah. Um, and we don't know. Obviously, he was going to be out for, you know, yesterday's match yeah. against NYCFC because he was on yellow card accumulation, but mm-hmm. that didn't look good. I, I thought. Initially, I thought it could be a concussion issue. It still could be, but at the very least, severe knock to his nose, mm-hmm. bleeding profusely, yep. and that was enough to get him out of the game. Yep. Yep. And then Joseph Rosales came in in place of him. Yep. And uh, basically, uh, played the same way Ariaga did. It was, uh, I mean, just like uh, I mean, again, it was like like you guys say, it was it was a game where minute where Minnesota have done this time and time again, where they have started off strong and then slowly but surely kind of lost their momentum yep. and went into Union Omaha's went it went into Union Omaha's direction. And um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, within the statistics, but um, we doubled their shots and we got more shots on the target with them, but literally there, it was, I think their first shot on target when at the end of the first half, when they got that goal and it was just, I mean, it was very frustrating because to see Minnesota try so many, try so many times yet again, with only getting one goal and then Union Omaha tries and they get one right off the bat. And it's, it's just very, very frustrating. It is well, yeah, extremely frustrating. And even at that point, I mean, it's just at that point when they scored, it was added time, right? In the first half, it was forty-five. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. It's you're right, Connor. Very frustrating. But I wasn't. You know, I'm not that I'll ever panic about this team. But I mean, I wasn't going. If you're going to use that as like a cliche, I was not going into panic mode at that time. I was more disappointed because, yeah, the stats are just overwhelmingly eat through that first yeah. half in favor of Minnesota United. I mean, the possession was off the charts. I mean, we, we have not seen this team have this type of possession ever, probably, you know, in MLS play, maybe even in us open cup play. What? And it, but I mean, where, when are we going to get to this point? I mean, because this game is this game, even throughout the first half um, was, Oh, sorry. And still hear me. Oh. Yeah, you're you're there. No, you're yeah. Fine. You're yeah, fine. yeah but anyways, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when are we gonna start talking about a broken record? Because I mean it's it's the same 
old shit it's rolling you know it's rolling into the the open cup and it's just really frustrating to see where they have these unbelievable chances and just failed to convert well that's a problem that's a problem dave it's uh, the thing is you can have as much possession as you want to against a team like union omaha it's what you do with that possession that counts and this team should especially against an opponent like union omaha should be able to take those possessions and turn them into goals. Uh, I don't give a shit. And, and, and a lot of people online were talking about, well, this lineup wasn't the best lineup. I understand that. But these guys are MLS players, okay? Yeah. We sh- These guys should be able to score. Anu, Amaria, Fragapane, Bongi, up top. All four of those guys should be able to score against a two. We're not talking like one division down. We're talking about two divisions down, okay? So there's no excuse for this. There's none. And I could make the kind of, I could say, well, it's the Cinderella syndrome. I think Union Omaha is kind of on the Cinderella type of run in this U.S. Open Cup, and I get that. But against us, I mean, I could see against Chicago, but against us, this shouldn't happen at all. Shouldn't. Especially not with the potential of talent that's on our team. No. You know, it's, I mean, Chicago, they're one thing where they are, they are a team where they definitely do not have as much potential talent as Minnesota do. And especially when they're playing at home too. So, I mean, Chicago, in my opinion, is still a team that should have beaten Union Omaha. Yeah. They're definitely a lot more likely to, to lose to them. Yeah. And then they even played them to extra time, whereas we, uh, played 90 and we lost. Well, and you, and uh, there's, we could sit here and play the blame game all day about this, this game. Uh, you could say that maybe uh, DSC should have been in goal. It shouldn't have been Eric Dick uh, in goal. Because um, I heard people on uh, social media say, well, it's Eric Dick, but it's terrible. Well, you shouldn't have to be a great goalie if you're playing two leagues, two leagues down from you. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to put your guy like, like Eric Dick in there and he should be able to be competent in goal. Yeah. Um, you have Michael Boxel in the center of your defense, uh, MLS veteran, Michael Boxel. It just, this, this is, it's amazing to me. Yeah. Um, DJ Taylor on one side. I mean, it's look great. But whatever, uh, O'Neill Fisher is a veteran. I mean, this shouldn't have happened. No, shouldn't have. And, no. and yeah, I mean, the goal was completely against the run of play, and you know their first goal at that yeah, added time, and oh, it's just like, but you you can't have that lapse in concentration. But it shouldn't even get to that. It really shouldn't because you should be capitalizing in, on these chances. Let's they lost two to one. Everybody knows this. Okay. Let's talk about the main thing that happened after this game guys. And that is Adrian Heath throwing his players under the bus. Yep. And then Michael Boxall coming back and saying pretty much, uh, I don't know how you want to put it. We had a short bench. We didn't, we weren't, we weren't, (laughs) things weren't right in the beginning from this game. So my concern after this game, guys, was the fact that Adrian Heath throws guys under the bus. Boxel comes back and says, well, no, that's not entirely true. 
is Heath losing his locker room? Definitely. You know, I, I 100%, I'd say absolutely is because they're there. That was, we talked it, we touched on it. It was eye raising that he didn't, why have such a short bench? Like you, you should have had a, a larger bench. You should have had an Emmanuel Reynoso available. Not, I'm not saying he should have started, but he should have been available, you know, to maybe come in once God forbid the, you know, the, whatever, the owls, they get up, you know, two one in the second half, he Reynoso should have been available. Cause that's what the comment that I made. I was like, I wonder what Reynoso would have looked like out there versus, you know, versus the owl, the union Omaha. I mean, I, I, this, it, you can absolutely criticize the players. I mean, for their performance, but I think ultimately this all could have been avoided, you know, with some strategic coaching changes and Definitely. including the bench. So it's the failure starts. It starts at the top. The failure starts at the top with the coaching staff and Adrian Heath. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion, for this game. Yeah. And let alone the fact that you don't even need someone like Emmanuel Reynoso on the bench. Uh, you just need someone to fill those spots and to not fill them when you have the cho- have the, the choice to fill them is just pure negligence on Adrian Heath's uh, Adrian Heath's part. He, that's just like, well, we've, that's yeah, okay. It's a it's a USL League One side. We're we're gonna we can get by with five subs. Yep. Um, what? Yeah. And what? And yeah. To your point, Connor, that it troubles me because I had thought prior to Wednesday night that Adrian Heath took this tournament seriously. Yes, Dave. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. But, but he, 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 he Remember what he said back when we were, we did that tournament run in 2019, 2019. Yep. He, 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 he was very adamant that he took this tournament very seriously because he wanted hardware for this team and any hardware was good hardware. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, not the, just the hardware, but I mean, you have, you'd be entered into the, you know, conquer champions, champions and guys getting extra work to, to, to play games and get it. He, he brought that up too. It was like, the guys get to do extra practices. They get to do extra work. You know, there's all sense. What the fuck changed in, in three years? I mean, do you not give a shit about this, this tournament then? I mean, yeah. well, you got to wonder about, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, at least it makes me wonder about when Adrian Heath first came into the club, he said he had his three-year plan and 2019 was part of that three-year plan. He said, Hey, we will make the playoffs within three years. It's going to be a work in progress, but we will make the playoffs within three years. And we did. And we um, I just wonder, you know, after, after COVID hit and after we made that Western Conference final run in that fourth year, um, I just honestly wondered whether or not after those first four games last year, whether Heath cared anymore. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't, I don't think he does. And right now he's illustrating that pretty well. Well, he's, uh, again, uh, we've gone from giving a shit about the U S open cup to not giving a shit. Yeah. And, and I want to bring up one more thing guys, before we move out of here, cause we could just go off on him all day and we will go off on him. when we talk about the next game, but my other thing too, is I love to know, and we probably never will know, if Adrian Heath made decisions about guys like Ray or Robin Lud, uh, if he made those decisions, them in? well, if he, if he made those decisions himself, or if he asked those guys if they wanted to play, 
Um, because a guy like Renoso, I can see Adrian Heath going, Hey Ray, do you want to play in this well, game? I'm and, sorry. And Ray saying, I don't really feel like it. I, and he's going to I hope that's not the case. Well, I hope um, not too. Because, I mean, yeah. as a player, you would think you, all you want to do is play and win and, and help your team. Like I, I find it hard to believe that a player would say, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play." I, I don't. I, it doesn't feel right to me. I mean, I, I think that a player would be want to be out there all the time. I hope you know, so. Ninety minutes every single game, if they well, have a choice. The the thing that Boxy said was, and and I don't know exactly what it's his wording was along the lines of I'd rather see these guys on the bench than see him up in their uh, nice clothes in the stands. So obviously there was some, there was some back and forth about what guys are actually going to be on the bench or starting uh, for this game. And uh, that's all on Adrian Heath. So was this, I'll ask this question guys, let's answer quickly. Was this the worst loss in Loon's history? Connor? Um, you know, it's it's hard to think of one that's worse than this, mm-hmm. or at least that's more pitiful than this. Um, hats off to Union Omaha. I, I wish them the best for the rest of the tournament. Cheers to them. Yep. Um, it's really hard to remember a worse loss than – I mean – the, the, the loss at home a few weeks ago against FC Cincinnati become, comes pretty close, but, uh, but I think this might be it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, to, you, to lose at home to a, a USL one team uh, where Allianz field is supposed to be a fortress for, for Minnesota United. So it's just embarrassing. And especially the way it was coached, the way it was to, uh, strategized by Adrian Heath and mm. uh, the, the short bench. It was just, like everything about it other than the the first goal of course was i think a pitiful showing and it's, it's the people it um they should be ashamed uh, whoever like whoever's most responsible which i'll blame it on the coaching staff shame but uh they i think they should be ashamed shame yep shame shame from connor dave i yeah i'm going to say a quick yes uh, be, yeah, just because, you know, what we've heard in the past that that Adrian Heath takes this tournament seriously, the U.S. Open Cup, uh, it, absolutely the worst loss ever. Because this is my problem in a season now, we're only 13 games into the MLS um, season. However, it doesn't feel like a, a championship year for me. I don't know about you guys, what you're uh, thinking. I mean, playoffs still a very realistic possibility, but it doesn't feel like this is the squad or in the staff that's going to go all the way and make another run like they did uh, in prior years. But yeah, I the, you need to take this seriously. And this was, a, you know, a, a, just another chance at putting some hardware in your trophy case. And I, just they, I feel like, they dropped the ball completely. And I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, players have some responsibility for sure. We needed to see better finishing and we didn't. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm really disappointed in the club as a whole, starting with, you know, Adrian Heath. More, yes. more, sh- more shame. Dave, shame. More shame. shame. I'm going to triple up on the shame. Shame. Um, it's hard for me to say if this is the worst because I was at the U.S. Open Cup final against Atlanta with Dave. Well, this was David. a final. Honestly. It was a final. Now, 
that was heartbreaking. Uh, there were some things done before that game, uh, not starting DQ was one of them that I thought, what the fuck, you know, but we took it in stride and, uh, this game was more painful than that game because this game was at home and I get kind of can say that, that, uh, Allianz Field is a fortress, but only if there's people there. Um, and I True. think that, uh, these, these US Open Cup games, it just seems like people don't show up for these games and, and maybe that's because of the price. Uh, well, maybe it's because yeah. of the midweek start times. I don't know, but common combination. I mean, the weather wasn't great to be fair. Does, again, the weather was not great. Again, it was midweek and you know, full disclosure. I was not there either. I mean, I, yeah. I probably should have been. You weren't, and you know, you know what, here's, here's another thing. I, we'll go back to my talk about M and UFC too. If you want people to come to these US open cup games at Allianz field, give cheap, put out cheaper tickets. Make it like, you know, 10 bucks for the cheapest seat. Make the most expensive seat like 20 bucks, you know, like get as many. Do that though, don't they, they do to a point, but they don't do it enough. And they don't like, like advertise it as much as you think they would. Oh, no. Um, and so there's things they could do. But the biggest thing, of course, is having uh, the uh, guys on the pitch actually play better than a two league below them team um so yeah that was disheartening uh so shame all around for that game um i just rhymed thanks um let's move on guys to something even better let's yeah. let's let's talk about finally. last night's game finally finally that was brutal i cannot wait to talk about yeah it. let's talk about it because frankly it's, it was much better uh we had uh nyfc in town uh, they are the reigning the champions, MLS Cup champions. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. So uh, uh, we have some we had some uh, lineup changes because uh, Boxy was out on uh, accumulation, and Ariaga was out accumulation. So those two guys were out. Calman came in, Rosales came in, but the rest of the lineup was exactly the same. Um, loaded well, up top. From their last MLS game, I mean. Yeah, from last MLS game. Yes, yes. Uh, Lude is up top, and he had the Bongi, Ray, Fragapane, like attacking midfield. Uh, Will Trapp was in there. You had DJ Taylor starting again. Um, Debassi and Taxi, and, of course, DSD and goal. Um, Guys, the beginning of this game, because I watched it, me and David did watch it, I will say the beginning of this game, the first five or 10 minutes where we had a couple opportunities, I thought maybe we had turned a corner in terms of offense because we looked good. Very good. Yeah, we, we looked very good. good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and, and full dis- full disclosure, I was uh, I did not watch the game live. I was actually in St. Paul, but I was watching the St. Paul Saints play against the uh, Indianapolis Indians. But I I'm actually really fresh on this game because I just prior to us recording this uh, broadcast, I rewatched the game in its entirety on the uh, Valley sports app. So yeah, Tony, I can echo your thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, but again, it's just like how Reynoso, I mean, I think the chances you mentioned are Reynoso and both uh, Frank Apane had what looked like dream mm-hmm. opportunities in front of the goal. And I think it was Reynoso's first shot. Um, Sean Johnson uh, recently uh, recalled to the U.S. men's national team. So yes. it's good for him. But 
Yeah, just Reynoso and, and Franco Frank upon it. Come on, they've got to do better. And we've been saying this week in after week out. I mean, you have to find a goal between the, both of their opportunities within basically the first five minutes, Tony. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. It looked, I mean, it looked it looked good. I, I thought maybe like I said, I thought maybe the no, no, corner look. and and maybe that we had changed some of the things up attacking wise because frankly, it hasn't been working for this year. Right. Um but then after those couple chances, everything just turned back to the same old, same old, uh, which was frustrating. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of flipped. I mean, and yeah. we don't necessarily expect this team to, to, to hold possession, you know, like they did against Union Omaha. I mean, that's not the way they play in their 4-2-3-1 uh, in MLS play. But, it, yeah, it just it, it, it flipped. And, I mean, NYCFC was Jeff definitely controlling – the game and they had the better opportunities, the better chances. And that was very clear. And it was, it was, yeah, outside of those first five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe, I mean, Minnesota didn't look too dangerous, at least in the first half of their first 30 minutes. So I think at one point uh, late in the first half, uh, I think David texted me and said their possession NYFC's possession was almost 70%. Yeah. Which was nuts. that that's yeah, a, that, that felt nice. about right. I mean, yeah. at least at least Minnesota had a couple opportunities early, but then at least for the rest mm-hmm. of the first half, there there might have been an opportunity or two, but nothing felt really threatening. It it just didn't. And yeah. you know, New York, you know, let's go to it. New York's goal, I think their first goal in the 30th minute, 29th minute came yeah came off a corner kick, corner and kick. then uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, I think it was a it was a header. Uh, like yeah. it was a header, beautiful uh, header. A half volley, you know, beautiful into header. the ground. Beautiful Dane, Dane made it a try, but the, it, it just you know it was too quick. Perfect, perfect header, perfect header into the ground. Get it bouncing off the side, and 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 put it where the goalie is. At perfect header, you see so many guys try headers to put it up top, right. and they can't do that. This this uh, it was Callens who did this one and it was perfect. He, he just drove it in the ground opposite side of the, of the net. And, it, and there's nothing DSC could do about yeah, it. Right. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Perfect explanation, Tony. And I don't want to jump ahead, but I mean, I think if there was a moment in the second half where NYCFC almost scored a second goal off a header, he put it high over yes. the crossbar, but yeah, yeah. Colin Collins just, yeah. Drove it into the ground on target, which you need to mm-hmm. do with a header and yeah. Yep. Beautiful goal. Dane just, couldn't you know off the ground like that just couldn't react fast enough uh, mm-hmm. off the corner kick so yeah you know credit collins i mean i think that was his third goal or fourth goal maybe uh of the year yep. um but yeah beautiful for for <laughs> from his point of view i guess i'd say and but, after, yeah after that goal guys it was here comes the yellow cards hall of famer yeah. whitey ford is out on the field it's a sad day for baseball Break yeah down. let's yeah i'll, I'll just <laughs> <laughs> Dave knows what I'm talking about. Here come the pretzels. The pretzels yeah. <laughs> Classic uh, Simpsons yeah. episode. But yeah, let's, so, let's we got Debossi, Will that Trapp, was, DJ Taylor, and Joseph Rosales in now, the span of 13 minutes. Now Debossi's was for chirping. Well, um, and, which I I get, but then again, I, I think I, I I've said this before. I hope he was given a, a warning before he was given a yellow card for chirping, because usually you're given kind of a, Hey, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to give you a yellow card. Right. 
And I didn't see that previous to this. Maybe it happened before and I didn't see it, but yeah. I hope that was the case. The problem with those is you never know what he said. Like you don't know. Yeah. What he said. I'm like, I let's bring it back to today's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the uh, deuce. I'm gonna say the deuce. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> like there was Jacory a moment, Hayes. Hayes, and it's yeah. it's so quiet. It's mm-hmm. so quiet in the National Sports Center, the their main stadium there, that we actually there was a bunch of yellow cards at the game today. The deuce yeah. today, and at one point. Um, the captain, Jacory Hayes was the captain. So he was speaking to the referee and we, it was our, on our side of the pitch and we could clearly hear him. He, he was just yelling at the ref, like this game's going to be nine V nine. If you keep throwing these yellow cards, yeah, no, I don't think for the record, I don't think there was a, there was not a red card in that game, but no. yeah, it was just funny to hear that. And you could hear it clear as day. And you could hear the guys, dropping f-bombs too oh yeah especially on fouls it was like holy crap guys seriously but back to this game between the yellow card for debossi and the yellow card for will trap we did have a couple opportunities kelman hit the crossbar coming at the crossbar with the header uh robin lud had a header uh that went to the left so we had some opportunities there um which were close i mean the kelman one i believe that was a corner shot it was, and, yeah, it was and, I think it was and right now, so good and, lord, that one was so close. Yeah. Um, and then of course it will trap for a bad foul. Uh, DJ Taylor is showing a yellow card for a foul, and then uh, Rosales is showing a yellow card for a foul. And it was, it was almost like the ref is like, I've seen enough. I've, you know, this yellow card, yellow card, yellow card. It was ridiculous. The problem, of course, guys with that many yellow cards going on to the first half is that you got four guys in yellow cards coming out of the half. That's not a good thing to have, uh, especially when you're only down by one. Uh, but what I told, I think I, on text, you guys, I don't know if you saw it. I said in previous years, I'd be cool with being down by one goal going into halftime. Cause I knew they could come back right. this year. It's like it, one goal is like being down by three. Yeah. I mean, right. it, it is, it is that, it's so or, tough of a hill to climb. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to think about it. I mean, because, yeah, I, even at the start of the second half, I mean, you're thinking, okay, well, let's hope they can salvage a point mm-hmm. out of this at home because mm-hmm. that's exactly the feeling that you get because this this club has scored, what, f- going into this match, had scored, what, 15 goals and 13 MLS games. Yeah. 15. I mean, barely yeah. over a goal a game. I mean, yeah. and uh, they're fortunate their record is, is as good as it is. And, I mean, this is something – that I was looking at earlier. I mean, if there's one way to look at it, like this club defensively has been amazing, but it's interesting because I don't have the goals goals allowed in front of me. Maybe you can pull it up by why I talk, but it's interesting. So from a goals allowed perspective, this is one of the best in the MLS. The loons are one of the best in MLS yeah. as far as goals allowed. Right. However, however, they're one of the worst in expected goals allowed. Now, I know there might be some people that don't give a crap about expected goals, but they are literally, the Loons are literally one of the worst clubs in the league, bottom three or four, if I recall, as far as expected goals allowed. I think what that says, I think it's, well, I don't think. It's pretty obvious that um, Dane St. Clair has bailed this club out numerous times. And although the back line has played well, well all year, I think maybe we should be careful in giving the back line too much credit for their goals allowed. 
Um, and, and, and obviously Dane is in the running for goalkeeper of the year. Yeah. He should be. Well, about it. I mean, Dane has been the, uh, the, the saving grace for this team. Uh, 15, Dave, we've allowed 15 oh, goals. Allowed fit, but I, I didn't, don't you guys think that's interesting that they, you know, credit to the back line, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Dane for, you know, you know, giving up just 15 goals in, in 13, you know, matches heading into this one. And then, but, but the, if you put any kind of credibility into expected goals and that's a t- statistic, they're mm-hmm. one of the worst in the league. So but think it's about a little worrisome. Yeah. But think about this day and we played what now 13 games, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, 14 now after this one, I think 14, we played 14 games. We scored, scored 15 goals. But remember, we scored six goals in two games. So really, we've only scored nine goals in 12 games. Good point. Very good point. Very good point. And think about this. Think about this for a second here. Uh, If we scored half a goal more per game on average this year, our record would be so much different than it is now. Yeah. Think about that. I mean – That'd be like 22, 23 well, goals in the year. It'd be so much better. It's That's the, a half a goal. It's the one nil losses. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at this like against, you know, the reigning MLS Cup champion, champions, you know, New York NYCFC. I mean, they did very well to limit NYCFC to one goal in this game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but, but they didn't score at all. You know, they didn't, they couldn't manage a goal for themselves. And yeah, yeah. it is really interesting. And yeah, what, what a difference, you know, one more goal scored per game or a half goal, Tony, like you said, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. I just keep waiting for the ship to get righted, but I'm not yeah. sure well, that it can. I mean, I was saying this after three games into the year, four games in the year, at least they had a better start than last year, but you know, I'm not going to keep saying this, you know, 10, 13, 14, 15 weeks into the season, like something's going to give here. Let's, Let's just finish out this game, then we can talk about what possibly could happen because we have three weeks off. Mid-season after, break, yeah. Mid-season break. So, um, well, at sort of, sort of, at the 46 minute, uh, Heath thought, what, thought, well, let's get Bongi out. Let's put Amria in there. Well, yeah, a rare now, halftime, yeah. a rare halftime substitution. But now, I, yeah, it never happens. I will say this: David is not here to defend himself, so I can't argue with the guy. And I probably wouldn't anyways, because I think he's kind of right. As Bongi has not looked great in the past couple games. Right. Uh, Bongi, I think I put this on text. I said Bongi to begin with was a, a fast, straightforward type of guy who doesn't have a lot of moves. I think teams have picked up on that. I think they've figured out how to stop him. And he is young enough where he can come up with some other moves. But should he be starting for this team? I don't know if it should be anymore. Uh, yeah. That's well, that's well I mean, which is they, like they, it, 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 it would work so much better. Like if uh, we saw how impressive he was coming off the bench uh, mm-hmm. as a super sub in those early mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, when you play that well, obviously you're going to give him a shot at the first team. Yeah. Um, but uh, he has, again, as you say, he hasn't played well. So yeah. maybe it's time he goes back to that super sub role. Yeah. And um, adds a little bit of adds a little bit of fresh legs and speed in the 60th or 70th minute um, when their defense is tired. Yeah, and- great, great, great take, Connor. That's exactly yeah. what I want to see. I mean, they spent a lot of money bringing him over. He's he's very young. 
He's yes. very raw, but they did spend a lot of money to get him here. And yeah. so you, I guess, Good reason. That, I think that's the reason he's in the starting lineup, honestly, yeah. is because of what they paid for him. But, but Connor, I, yeah, that's an excellent take. That's what they should. I mean, they need to get one of they one of the players that they spent even more money on one of their DPS. You know, get him in the Ford, get Robin Lude back out in the right wing, see how, how he can do there, and yep. then yes, bring when you need a goal, like say in this game against New York, when you need a goal, bring a fresh you know Bongi in in the seventieth minute and see what yep. he can do. Yep. He's and a- guys, are, are you sure that he made it to the starting eleven? because of what we paid for him and not because of the pressure we're getting from his South African followers. Well, that could be, <laughs> that could be good point. Connor. Well, good point. it's true. Connor. I mean, Keith does says he doesn't look at social media, but he might be, yeah, uh, true. might've been some threats. Well, we um, already know he listens to us. So. He does. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Bongi is a very skilled player, uh, but going to a FIFA uh, soccer video game analogy, he needs to get the skill points a little up, you know, he's working on those skill points to get those yeah. up a little bit. Um, He's got great potential. Don't great want potential. to take anything away from the guy, but uh, he's still got a little bit of work to do. Great potential. Uh, so they were in Amria in for Bongi, which is great because now you got Amria kind of, it was a weird kind of, I don't even know if it was a four. It was, I think it was a four, three, three at that point. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a New York went on an attacking run and uh, then we kind of went <sighs> back, but here's the thing. Let's, jump to like the 70th minute guys we just started it, it, he threw a new in there for fragapane so now you had the thing yeah. that we've always wanted to see well kind Ray. of going back to the union omaha lineup yeah. you know where the you had both uh hanu and armria but now omaha. but now you had ray in there too yes yeah so you had those three together okay which i we talked about at the beginning of the season is they should all be playing together, but they never really have. Right. This was it right here. And I don't, and I mean, like my feel, like I don't want to jump ahead, but I mean, they created some significant chances. And it was like, like if you were going to watch this match and like I did, I watched it in replay, just only watch the first 10 minutes and watch the last 10 minutes because it was in the last 10 minutes of this match where, I mean, it was extreme pressure created by Minnesota. That's when that's when Heath said, "Fuck it, let's throw Dunlady out there too." Because mm-hmm. let's put all my attacking guys on the board and see what happens. Um, and at that point, you're right, Dave. There was some actual attacking going on. Now it's obvious we were overloading NYFC. Right. Um, we're never gonna. I don't think we're ever gonna do that again in terms of having five attacking guys out there. But it was actually nice to see. Uh, us making some attempts with those guys out there, not just fucking around for another ten minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Maria had a had a, had a had a shot, and if Lude had a shot, Ray had a shot. I mean, they had some great shots. I mean, yeah. really good opportunities. That I mean, it was it was it felt pretty good going into the end of the game where Minnesota had most of the attacking chances. But then, um, yeah, Maria, just, Maria had a bicycle click kick in the in the 90th mm-hmm. minute. He did. That I thought was pretty cool. He did. It was I mean, nice. It, he skied yeah, this, it, but it would have been a beautiful goal. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, we're sitting here, you know, like like how critical can we be, honestly, at this point of you know in the game, you know, because we had all predicted losses yeah. uh, 
you know, yeah. we all predicted, well, you know, they lose this game. However, it, you know, we're talking about a one nil game. I mean, we, everybody knows that at this point. A they do? Loss. Oh, shit, Dave. Way to go. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Fucked it up. This, I feel a lot better about this game than I did about the Union Omaha. And just, oh, definitely. You know, yeah. As the organization and as a whole, I, you know, again, I, I'm not going to go back to the game, but I mean, I felt like this, this was a tough loss. I mean, but I, I'm not, I don't feel overly pessimistic about Minnesota's chances going forward. It's unfortunate that they couldn't manage a win here, you know, in the last game. But I mean, I, I see some positives. I really do. I don't know. Well, if you only base it off of this game, then yes, absolutely. That's a, it's a, a good outlook because when you play the, the MLS champions, the reigning yeah. MLS champions, uh, to only a one nil, uh, to only a one, only lose one nil, and to know that you had so many opportunities on goal, uh, you yep. couldn't capitalize, which again is frustrating. But you played, you played well, um, on and off, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you played well, and if you only base it on this game, then yeah, I would say that the the future looks good. But if when you take into account the other games that have happened this this season then it's just i mean it's more um i think that uh new york said that the loss to new york city fc was a tiny uplift i guess um which, I, I mean if if you i mean it's it's never good to lose but uh it's i mean when again the reigning mls champion so it's not like against union omaha where we should have won yeah. New York City FC are a good team, yeah. uh, and uh, they are a team that if you lose to them, it's absolutely not embarrassing. But um, no, but it's a home game. It's it a, home, a home game. It's a home game. And here's the thing, Connor. Even if they're a great team, a home game against a great team like New York, I want at least a draw out of the deal. You yeah. Know? Well, you didn't predict it, Tony. I, I, mean, I we all. I, I oh, predict I oh, no, I did not. I did not. But I'm gonna tell you predictions though. Uh Dave, you had a two to one loss. Yeah. Okay. I thought I had I, a, I had I had a one to zero win. Whoa. Oh, did you really? Oh, Close. I'm sorry, Tony. I, I am sorry. Close. Sorry. Now sorry. David had a three to one loss, and Connor was probably the closest. Connor had the one to one draw. See, this is this is what I want to see. And when you're playing it. It when you playing it up that way, yeah. It, when you're playing good teams at home, I want to see a draw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this was in New York and we lost one to nil, I'd say, okay, that's fine. We were in New York, home turf. We were whatever. New York. It's never good to lose, but yeah. I mean, it's it's not yeah. a game where you were ever expected to win. I yeah. think in I think in soccer, the big thing is you you want to at least win or draw at home. Those are the two. Those are your two things, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent, right? And when you go on the road, you know you want to at least draw. You well, know that's yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, in MLS, it's quite clear. If you want to be in the top one or two, yep. you need to not only win at home, but you need to win away. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the top teams in MLS are winning anywhere, home or away. Yeah. But if you want to make the playoffs. You basically need to win at home and, you know, maybe lose or draw on the road. Well, that's, draw. That's, on the, yeah. That's, that's the right. bottom line. You, you yeah. right. plenty of MLS playoff teams lose on the road, 
Yeah. But if you can get a draw or two, your goal as a if you want to make the playoffs in the MLS, you need to win at home and and get the occasional draw on the road. That's how it works. That's, you know, it's so funny, Dave, that you say that. I'm looking at the standing right now to see who has the best away record. And it's uh, it looks like right now it's the New York Red Bulls. And they're 5-1-1 oh. and one hmm. on the road. That's but incredible. Their home, their home record is 1-2-4. and four. That's Ouch. wild. I mean, that's an outlier. That's insane. Do they that's play? Vi- that, do they, they play? Where do they play though at their home games? Uh, Red Bull, Red Bull Arena. Okay, in they're New Jersey. The okay, they're in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. But th- yeah. that that is very much an outlier. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. crazy, actually. That as far yeah. as MLS is concerned, that's a huge outlier because usually, you know, playoff teams will win on the. You know, I'm talking when I say playoff teams, I'm talking the five, six, seven seed. They're going to win at home and maybe lose or draw on the road on average. Maybe, maybe the fan, maybe the granted, fans are nicer. Well, the, I don't think they. Maybe that's why they lose so much at home because I think they're. We talked about it earlier this season on the pod. I think New, well, you know, Minnesota played at uh, the Red Bulls earlier. And they this won, year. yeah, and they won. And I think we commented on the fact that their fan base was not showing up. I don't think there was a lot of people at those games. That's what yeah. we were talking about. They should really, if if based on the fan bases, I would say that New York City FC and Red New York Red Bull should uh, should combine, not combine, but uh, but at least switch stadiums. Oh sure, sure, sure. Or get because it, then you, you know, can a, fill a soccer specific stadium with share fans. a stadium. Yeah. Share yeah. A stadium. Although, do you think those NYFC people want to go down to New Jersey? I don't know. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. it yeah, kind of whether it's the, the Bronx or Hoboken. The New York know. thing. I don't. I'm not even going to get into that because I think there's a whole like. Thing that we don't even know about the whole where people want to go and boroughs and yeah. i don't know yeah. we're fine in minnesota we're good we, we drive everywhere we're good to go maybe we one like, day we'll get to a game in new york and, and see maybe. what it's like and get our get like beer thrown at us that'd be fun yeah. um guys let's go to quick break uh we lost this game everybody knows one nil quick break we come out of the break guys what i want to talk about is we have a three-week uh mid-season break International break. Uh, international break. Yeah. Let's talk briefly about what we think is going to happen during that three weeks in terms of does Adrian Heath still have a job? Um, I think there's a lot of everybody knows social media, a lot of Heath outs. Uh, heard it on the broadcast last night. Uh, oh, some wow. Heath out, Heath out chants were coming from uh, certain areas of the uh, stadium. Some booze. Um, is there a a transaction made? Do they need a transaction made? Um, and uh, if Heath is still here, does he change the attack? Uh, you know, uh, and then uh, Connor, you got I'm some looking forward to this. Connor, you got some history or some questions for us? I got some questions, yeah, awesome. And then uh, one quick funny story to end up. So, uh, we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back, back from our, well, it wasn't really a short break. It was a long break because I fucked up. But, uh, yeah, we were talking about, uh, on the break, we were talking about some crazy times in our youth um, when we were all, when two of us were mascots. And one of these days, uh, we will, Dave and I, when we have some time, we'll tell stories about when we were mascots uh, for Tires Plus back Uh, in the day. Uh, Connor, you were a ball boy. Uh, Yeah. We talk about that, too. 
I don't know if David's been anything like that. I wonder if he's done anything like crazy, like ball boy, caddy, mascot. I mean, mascotting for me was probably the most fun I've had. Uh, Being mascots uh, is fun. I remember uh, I worked for Spirit Halloween one mm-hmm. one Halloween season when I was like 21. And we got to like go out in costumes and wave around signs. And this was over at Southdale. Yeah. And that was the most fun. So yeah. It was because you could just literally slack off at that job. It was, yeah. it was so cool. You can. And yeah. uh, we have, I mean, the crazy things that we got to do as mascots. We'll talk about it some other time. Um, guys, before we got out of the break, I, I, I said we're going to talk about the next three weeks because we have three weeks off international break we didn't do anything we we're playing uh dave what team are we playing as a friendly uh, sc sc paderborn paderborn okay oh seven yeah which are as uh bundesliga two yep or Bundes- pointed out. Yeah, yep. a team we're playing a, a friendly against them i think it's uh in two weeks i yep. believe um so For those who are season ticket holders they should already have tickets yeah them, yeah you know? so we got that going on but other than that really there's nothing going on um I think what well, we should say, I think, um, yeah, I, darn it. I should have pulled this up, but I think there was five uh, loons players that are being called up for international duty. Okay. Obviously. Oh yes. Yes. You know, yeah. The obvious choice is Robin Lude and Michael um, Boxel. Actually. Yeah. Metnir. I'm not sure if Metnir is, is being called up because of his injury, but uh, there was five, I think total. I wish I had those. In front DSC, of I think probably. Oh yes. For can- Canada. Canada. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they're getting called up. But the big question, guys, um, is in these three weeks, will we see any major changes on this team? And I'm not talking about player changes. We're talking about Adrian Heath because, frankly, which we spoke about in the BNS podcast, I, I think he's probably lost the locker room a bit. Um, his attack isn't working. Uh, the results aren't there anymore. He has all the players he wants. So, I mean, my, my problem is you don't really want to chuck a guy this far into the season. I mean, teams have done it before. I get that. Uh, San Jose d- did it. I, I understand that. Colorado did it a few years ago. Exactly. Connor, yes. Um, So my my issue, of course, is this. If you chuck a guy now and you bring a new guy in, and, of course, he's going to have a new system, he wants different players, wants this, this, and this, how does that look? Does it get any worse than it does now? Does it get any better? I mean, a lot of questions. But we'll go around the horn here, guys. And, you know, I've already said it. I don't think that Heath will be gone in these next three weeks. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I, I struggle with this one. I'm, I'm obvious. I, I was obviously um, I no secret as you know, over the years I'm, I'm pro Heath, uh, but I'm really on the fence now. And I, and I, that's why I'm struggling with this one because I'm on the fence, whether I, I guess if you're in to answer your question, I wouldn't be surprised one way or the other, honestly. And it's shocking to say, I guess, for me, I wouldn't be surprised one way or the other three weeks from now if, we, if we've if we got an interim coach. I think, Tony, I'm going to lean with you. I, I don't think now is the right time to make the move. I, I, 
<laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm struggling with that. Because if you're going to make a move, now would be the time where you have three weeks to to kind of put a plan right. in place. Right. And it'll be for your next league game. But I, I don't want to see it. Honestly, I really I personally don't want to see it. I wouldn't be shocked either way. I yeah, I what I'm you mentioned it. What I'm most concerned about is not necessarily the play on the field because I mean certainly players got to take accountability and Boxel made the point this week of of speaking out, but um I I really what I'm most concerned about though, and why I wouldn't be surprised if there was a move, is what I'm is is what you said, Tony, is if if they lost if the locker room lost faith in the coach if the players mm-hmm. lost faith in the gapper you know mm-hmm. if if they've lost faith this season could go from i mean hey this this sucks we're out we're out of the playoff line you know ninth place going into this match i believe you know i don't know how you know the rest of the weekend's results turns out but their bottom line is they're still in contention i mean they're absolutely still in contention they could still make the playoffs and let's not forget after this three like they, they could go on a run we've seen it before they could win three four in a row mm-hmm. and and get themselves right in the thick of things so yeah it's i'm going to keep this brief i'm frustrated like a lot of fans are right now especially with heath i'm probably if you put i mean i've always been pro heath i always have but i mean if you put if you want to put it like a a thermometer like i'm boiling right now i'm boiling because i'm really frustrated especially after the u.s open cup uh game midweek um but i honestly i think for the, i'm if i'm talking about the betterment of this club like what's best for this club i do not want to see a change in the next three weeks that's, that's my answer i do love how you uh, said you keep it brief after you talked for a minute yeah but, sorry about that <laughs> it's it's fine dave it's fine we're all frustrated we're all, we're yeah. frustrated i think that's why yeah, i think that's what we're it, all frustrated that's what it is yeah um counter how about you uh gee, this one this one's tough for me because there's the that, that part of me who would love to see heath gone for the for potential for a new better coach the only problem is with that is that when Heath is fired, who is in charge of firing him? Yeah. And like, so, so when do you really think that even, even if Heath is fired, that Bill McGuire and company are going to go out and find a coach no. that is going to, that is going to be a championship caliber no. coach. No, well, that, and that's the problem. I think that's what I was struggling with. Like, I mean, I would assume if they made a move, it would be an internal move, uh, an intern coach, so to speak. And I don't like that idea either, to be honest. I, I think that if we need a new coach, we need a coach with some reputation to him um, that uh, maybe, like, is a free agent right now. Look at NYFC's coach. I'm sorry, I can't think of his name. Ronnie Dyla. Yeah. But he's had success – Everywhere he's been, he won the cup last year, obviously with NYCFC, and he, I think, he won a trophy with uh, the Rangers in Scottish Premier League. Yeah, I think so. And I can't remember where he was before that. Sorry, but uh, he's had success everywhere. Like that, that's a coach with a proven, successful track record. That yeah, that's going to be hard to find right now. It's going to be hard to find. Period. But especially mid-season. Yeah. yeah. Um. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I mean, 
Do I think that Heath will be fired? No, I don't think so. I, th- I don't think that uh, even if it was a good idea uh, midway through the season that uh, Bill McGuire would do anything about it. Um, but do you think – now, let's go back here a second. Yeah. Bill McGuire, of course, is the owner. Everybody knows right. this. But Sherry Ballard now is the chief – the second-in-command, right? CEO, that's true. So do you think that – Sherry Ballard has anything to say about this or, and let me. Well, now, wait a minute, Tony, Sherry Ballard, she's, she's going to run the club, but I thought that was more from a, a, from a, a business financial stand, business standpoint, standpoint. but yeah. does she have anything to say because, about it? And, and that maybe, maybe what, who is pulling the strings from a, from a, you know, I guess you'd call it front office, you know, well, soccer, you know, talent. Hold on. Standpoint. That we're going to get, we're going to get to a name that I don't know if you want to talk about, is that's Manny Lagos. Now, Manny Lagos is the sporting director of this team. Okay. His, some of his, I think a couple of years ago, some of his responsibilities were taken away from him because he used to have full range over signings and things, but then that went to Adrian Heath. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if a guy like Manny Lagos is a guy they would say, Hey, in, what do you what do you think? Certainly you know, in the short I mean, term, that's a good point, Tony. Yeah, great yeah. point. Certainly in the short term, I could see it reverting back to him if they were going to make the move. I, yeah. I'm not predicting they will, yeah. but if they did, that yeah, you're absolutely right, Tony. That that's probably you're right. That's the and way. It would be. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, but Manny Lagos had a fair amount of success as uh, as the Loons coach in the NESL, didn't he? He, he did, uh, but what I'm talking about though is more of the decision to get rid of Heath. I'm wondering if Manny Lagos had any say in it. I don't know if oh. Manny Lagos, I don't know if Manny Lagos has become the coach. I don't think he wants to do that. Yeah. I'm thinking of like who had, who, what hierarchy is there on this team to say Adrian Heath is out because we've actually gone through this before in this town with the Minnesota Timberwolves and Glenn Taylor was the guy as the owner was the guy who made those decisions, okay? And sometimes it worked out, but most of the time it did not. And the time it started working out, though, was when he actually got people underneath him to help him out with those decisions. I don't know what Bill McGuire's, like, inner circle of decision makers is. Is it Manny Lagos? Is it Sherry Ballard? Is it some other people who are kind of talking to him and saying, hey, here's what you're going to do? Or is it totally McGuire's deal? Is it his, like, he's the man, he decides uh, if he needs Yeah. Him. Well, from a 30,000, I mean, obviously with, this is speculation, but I think, Tony, I think you, I think what happened was, I think, I honestly, I think now that I'm thinking about this, I think ultimately it'll come up to Bill McGuire. I think, yeah. I think basically he put – um, you know, Adrian Heath in control of the first team. I, yeah. I think that's yeah. what happened. And I th- he's in control of the first team. So I think, yeah, now that I'm talking out loud, I think it is ultimately up to Bill McGuire to make that mm-hmm. decision if he's yeah. going to make the decision. But does he, like I said, does he have inner circle that is helping make the decision? Probably, yeah. but I doubt it's Sherry Ballard. Well, um, why? I mean, well, I, I maybe not. I, I think, think she's involved in that. 
Yeah, I'd have to. Think or she would at least be part of the meetings. Yeah. To you don't you think uh, the the other what was the name of the guy before that? Uh, well, I I, 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 right. I the only the Chris only right. reason, yeah yeah the only reason I say that is because I don't know the impression that I got with her hire was not that she was going to come in to manage football operations. I think she was going to more, you know, she was coming from what was it? Best Buy? Was it? Yeah. It was Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. So she was going to run the club more from a financial level, like a CFO, not from a soccer, you know, you know, talent level perspective. Yes. Yes. But this is a soccer club that she has become the CEO of. So, so, I mean, she may think of it more, as running it from a business standpoint, that may be her yeah. primary role, but she's got to know about soccer too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, mm-hmm. there's obviously financial ramifications if you make a change or you don't make a change. And she's got to be looking at box office and being like, okay, if we make a change, are people going to like jump ship? If we don't make a change, are people going to jump ship? I mean, all the people in this front office, they all heard what I heard on the broadcast last night, the Heath out chant. They all heard that. They all look, I don't give a shit if they say don't look at social yeah. media. They fucking all look at social media. They, and, they heard that. And, and I'm, I'm sure some of them listen to some of these podcasts. I know that. And, and, and the fact is, it, it would not be, it should not be surprising to anyone. Like I, I, I just said, I don't expect it to happen. Um, but it should not be surprising because. No. Bottom line is in any sport, it's a result-driven league. Bottom line. And the coaching changes happen quite often. Now we're used to living in Minnesota where you know we've had Ron Garden hire, you know, say for the twins for years and years and years. We're used to like long tenures, but I mean, yeah. like if you look at the average lifespan of a head coach in any sport, it's I mean, four or five, you know, you know, Heath has been here for five years now. That's that's quite that's long, actually. And don't if, do that here. If, you're, if you're not making a next step or if you're I mean, it, it, if your fan base isn't happy, that's not your fan base isn't happy because of the results. And so if you aren't having the results, you're going to make a change that happens. Yeah. So I, if it doesn't happen now, it's gonna, I, I would be surprised if it doesn't happen at the end of the season, unless, you know, like we're all hoping for the loons go on a, uh, a good run. In the well, second half. And that's the second question I have for you guys is. Can Adrian Heath, if he stays, can he turn it around? Can he? Uh, he can. can yes. Well, now, sure. now hold on. Can he make changes to this formation, to the tactics, to the scheme to make us better offensively? If with, he wants to keep his job, then absolutely. With, but that's also yeah. without making us worse defensively. I'll start. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Connor, you probably won't. Eh, Connor, I'll start because I said it. But I mean, I think the answer is we both said yes. So, I mean, I'll start. I think the answer is yes. And I would be stunned. I would be shocked if he doesn't make significant changes going into, you know, late June after this three break. I mean, I think he knows this. He knows exactly whether he wants to believe it or not. He knows he's on the hot seat. He's technically on the hot seat. I bet if you really... If you open up your browser on Monday morning and look at MLS, you know, .com or MLSsoccer.com, he's he's on the hot seat. He knows it. And I, I think after this three-week window, he's going to look at it and he he's going to make some changes. And if he doesn't, he's going to be even more on a hot seat. So, yeah. And I, so 
I think he will make changes. I think we he will. I really do. I believe 100% he's going to make some changes. And we're talking, I'm talking about the starting 11. I think yeah. we're going to see, you know, I think we're going to see more of Amaria or and Hanu in the starting lineup. And if, for better or worse. But I mean, I think he's going to make that change to put those guys in the lineup. And if it doesn't work, then he's going down with the ship. Bottom line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good way of uh, of saying it, Dave. I, you hit the nail pretty much right on the nose. In the perfect in a perfect world, um, he's got to make strategic uh, strategic changes in order to make sure that this team once again becomes a playoff team this year. And Tony, to answer your question, um, does it will he make it better without making us worse defensively? The beautiful thing is, you don't even have to look at the defense. You can just, you can, all you have to do is look at your front four, maybe possibly make it a front five uh, with a defensive midfielder Yep. and leave your defense alone. It's your, your back line is doing so well. And that's the, that's what's great about this. And I hope he realizes this, 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 because he can, he can absolutely like change the formation or change what players he's, he's playing. Um, just to give a little bit of a hypothetical, here's what I would like to see. Um, I would I would see DSC in goal. I would see uh, Taxi at the left back, yep. uh, Boxel and Debassi in center in center backs, and then uh, O'Neill Fisher and on the wing back. Even if Metnir comes back from his uh, no no DJ Taylor. Well, I yeah, I, t- Fisher's Taylor's... been playing well. I I, I kind of like him. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to throw a wrench into your plans, but I mean, maybe Metonier could come back healthy after three weeks. Well, that's what I'm we'll saying. See. If 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 yeah. Metonier comes back, do we want to play him though? That because, changes. Right? Met, yeah. I think Metonier changes a lot of things if you're talking about attack because he is that attacking that, that defensive wing back, and and that changes things. We've seen it before. That's true. And you, Just you don't random. Really see him. You don't. You don't really. You've never seen him play with uh, Taxi at the other side either. So yeah. I guess yeah, that's, right. that's yep. a good point. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah random thought like maybe it is uh, sorry to interrupt but i mean yeah that that's the thing that was getting at me is like we this team needs better play from its wingers you know yeah. in frangapane yeah. and whoever and whether it's robin lute or or uh but long way i mean yeah. so, so finish up your lineup there so uh in in my in my scenario here i would do a a four one three two to start to start off just to okay. just to kind of put more emphasis on the attack, give you more options in the box. Yep. Uh, so you put one player in the, uh, in the defensive uh, mid position, yep. which I would say right now is Ariaga. Yep. Um, then you have the, the three that are the, the three players that you've, you've had backing up the, the top, which you've, mm-hmm. which should stay the same right now. So um, it, it would be right now. I think it would be Reynoso, Fregapani and Lude. Yep. In the in those three. Yep. And then up top, I think you need a new and uh Amaria. Yep. That's exactly yeah. what uh David had put on text yesterday. He called it a oh I totally four, forgot about that. I was drunk. Four yeah. one <laughs> four well yeah, you're passed out. Yeah. Uh, he put out a four one three one one. That's why I asked you what you're going for, and you went exactly what he said. He had yeah. DJ Taylor on that right side, but I think there there is something to that, you guys. I, I believe that that is actually a very good starting lineup. And yes, you're going to lose a midfielder, uh, a defensive mid, 
whether it be Ariaga or Trap. I would hope that Ariaga would be in there and Trap would be a bench player. I don't know if Heath is willing to do that because I think Heath likes Will Trap. He loves um, Will Trap. Yeah. But I think they drink together. I think they drink wine together, but I don't know. Uh, but I'm also, again, David said he's all for the 4 3 3, which if you get those four guys up top, uh, not Franco's out of the mix, but if you can get the, the Ray Lud, Anu, Amria up top, that works for me too. Um, but any combination where you have those four guys, Amria, Anu, and Ray, and Lud, somewhere on the pitch together is a winning combination for this team, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens, guys. Heath out is a thing now. It's it been is. it's, it's been bigger sim- than it's ever been. Right yeah, now, it's I it's think. huge yeah. now. It's been simmering. I, I looked at social media last night after the game and this morning. Heath out was all over the board. I'm sure Adrian Heath will have something to say about that this week or when next time he talks to the media, because frankly, he hasn't he doesn't watch social media, but he knows what's going on, on social media. So he definitely knows. He'll right. talk about it. Um, so yeah, that's that. Let's Let's take the tone down a bit, guys, because, God, I could talk about shitty loons play all day and be pissed off about it, but I don't want to. Um, let's go to Connor. Connor, you have some – no history today, but some questions. No history, yep. Some questions. Yep. So we have some questions uh, mm-hmm. for um, a few shows ago. I did some questions from the Colbert questionnaire, mm-hmm. and I have a few more. Um, awesome. So let's start with number one, which is – uh, let's see. What is the scariest animal? Ooh, shit, that's a that's tough. I think the uh, honey badger because doesn't give a shit. That uh, was honestly, maybe. honestly, that was my first thought. Yeah. Badger, because those badger. if you look at a badger and yeah. how they react, that that was actually my first thought. So honestly. they don't they don't give a shit really. Wow. I mean, seriously, badgers don't care. I mean, yeah. they're they're small, but they don't give a shit. Yeah, oh, they're ferocious, and they're ferocious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got those. I, they got those sharp teeth. They're small, yeah, but they, they, don't get, they don't care. They, they'll lock on yeah. you with their jaw mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, ever since I was a kid, my answer is bees. I can't fucking stand bees. It's oh, been, it's, really? It's been, a, it's been a huge fear of mine since I was a kid. Really? Um, oh, bees? Yeah. Now, oh, there's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, bees are. There's. I understand okay. the necessity well, for I, them. For I sure, guess, but, but they're. Ugh. They're not bad. I, love, I mean, they're not bad. I mean, uh, bees, they like, are if they're if, if it's if it's a big swarm of them, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It's if, weak, if it's like, one, yeah. I can handle it. But if it's I a love, swarm, uh, it's funny when you ask that question. Like, actually, the badger that was my first thought. Maybe because I'm a huge Golden Gopher fan, and yeah, yeah we hate the probably. badgers. But honestly, if I was in my townhouse right now and there was a lion or a tiger, uh-huh. <laughs> I might be a little more afraid of that than any other animal. I'm just trying to. <laughs> yeah, that's I get you. One of, one of the uh, uh, John Stewart uh, answered that question on Colbert's show one night, and he said, "Cat, because the cat is in your house, and that's oh. a killing machine with sure. all the with all the claws and the teeth and everything. Like when they, yeah. he, like he he went as far as to say when they bring a dead bird to your feet, they're not saying, yeah. hey." I want to impress you. They're not saying, hey, I want to impress you because I caught this bird for you. They're saying, hey, this is you if you don't fucking feed me. 
Like, yep. this, yeah. Well, they, the cats do suffocate uh, old people and babies, I've heard. No. Nope. I don't know. Thank God I, I mean, don't have a cat. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no. <coughs> the, the bee thing, Connor, I, I get it. I understand the necessity of, for them. Swarm of bees. Them. But you know what? The fact of the matter is, uh, most bees are, they won't hurt you unless you fuck with them. Yeah. It's the wasps, the wasps around here, and especially in the fall. Let's never fall. That are the 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 dickheads, the yeah. assholes. Because you don't have to fuck with them; they just want to sting you, anyways. Right. You know, yeah, they get no, mad about it. That's what I mean. Bees and be either bees or wasps. I, yeah. I can't do them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just always been a thing for me. Understand them. Understand them. Yeah. Uh, a little bit simpler. Favorite action movie. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah. Uh shit. Well. Mine Action has movie. to be mine has to be Avengers Endgame. Okay. That movie. All right. Now I'm gonna say a, a movie that probably is gonna be like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? But there's a reason why it's my favorite. And that my favorite is Demolition Man. I've never seen that. You never seen oof, no. you're missing out. Huh. Uh so that's uh that's Wesley Snipes and uh Sylvester Sloan. Was and, was Connor even born when that movie came out? He might not have been actually. Mm. Maybe not. I don't and know. And Sandra Bullock's in that one. Um, and of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Leary. Dennis Leary's in that one too. Shit, there's a lot of great actors in that one. Uh, but the reason why it's my favorite action movie is because it's the first R-rated movie I saw without my parents because my aunt is like a couple years older than me, and she took me and my brother to see Demolition Man when she was eighteen, and we were like. I was 15. My brother, I think it was like 14 or 13. And uh, yeah, so we saw that. And I've been hooked to that movie ever since. Uh, Jesse, Jesse the Body Ventura is in that movie too. So uh, there's a lot of good actors. But it's, Demolition Man was 93, by the way. So I was alive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So yeah, it was, uh, it's my favorite because it, it has nostalgia for me. Yeah. Uh, Dave? You know? Yeah, for me, uh, I, I my answer is, close because i'm a huge fan of the daniel craig um james bond movies movies. Mm -hmm, so it'd either be so i'm gonna go casino royale overall that's a great movie uh, james bond uh but i do want to give a shout out to the mission impossible series uh what is it uh rogue nation or i can't remember rogue nation yeah there's mission impossible four i think is the one Mm -hmm. i want to give a oh, shout ghost out. protocol ghost, ghost protocol. protocol yeah i yeah. love that i love both of those series but i i'm gonna go with casino royale uh within the bond series right. casino Ray. royale is a great movie i, I, I love I that, movie. that movie yeah, yeah. Yep. uh and last question we'll do one last one here uh last one um what is the most used app on your phone hmm. oh shit i'll start right now right what? now it's twitter it's Twitter yeah. for me. Oh, there you the go. most yeah. as most used app, which mm-hmm. like because I'm not even I'm not very big on social media, but I do like Twitter mainly because I can follow up to date, you know, sports, you know, mainly for I'm mainly on, you know, M and UFC Twitter. I mean, that's, so that's, why that's I like, what I'm about in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I use probably the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'd say Twitter, or uh, I actually have a game I play a lot. It's uh, the uh, what's it called here? It is uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest. Um, oh, I'm addicted to that game. I've been on there for. This is I, I'm a nerd, guys. Um, you get a daily reward 
if you log on every day to play it. Right. Yeah. Um, my daily reward is up to like the three thousandth day. So I'm playing this game for almost nine years. Yeah. Sound like, yeah. Or not, actually, over nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Damn. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I've had it uh, through uh, many iterations of iPhone, even before iPhone, and uh, uh, I think I had a not a Galaxy, but a, a Google, uh, whatever phones or the other phones they had before the iPhones that were the Samsungs or whatever. So yeah, yeah that's been around for a while. Nice. Uh, mine, I I don't know which one it would be between the two, but uh, Facebook is the top of it for me. Oh, but, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, I also have a game that I play a lot. It's called Score Match, um, and it's a soccer game oh. uh, that uh, sometimes annoys the living hell out of me, but I still love it. Um, mm. It's uh, just basically, it's a game where you have your own team of players. They're all fictional players and all fictional uniforms and stuff like that, but you can... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh you can customize your team via the formation of oh. the type of players and the, how you play, how you play this game is you just, you play the passes to each player. You don't actually control any of the movements for, yeah. for players, but you, uh, you play the passes and you try and the first of two goals uh, wins and you play against a bunch of other people around the world. Nice. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, good questions there, Connor. Good questions. Um, before we get out of here, guys, there's one, excuse me, funny story. That was really fun. And it's funny, but it's kind of, I, I get a little heartburn even looking at it. Uh, it's about uh, the uh, Carolina Reaper chili. Now, do you guys know that's like the hottest chili in the world? Oh, actually, um, I did know that. Yeah. 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 And uh, this guy, this guy, the headline is man eats three Carolina Reaper chilies in 8.2 seconds for a world record. Mm. Now, California man. Congratulations. uh, Yeah. It put his uh, limit when he broke, he broke against world record for downing three Carolina chili uh, Reaper chili peppers, 8.72 seconds. Gregory Foster did this. He did the seaport shopping center in downtown San Diego. Ended up, he ate six of the super hot peppers when his first attempt was disqualified. His second attempt ended at 8.72. Taking the record from a Canadian pepper fan, Mike Jack, who ate three in 9.72. Wait, he, he had multiple attempts at yeah, this? Yeah, he ate six what, in the first one. Like, a, were these attempts on the same day or were yeah, they? Yeah, it looks Holy like something. Crap. Uh, the Carolina Reaper pepper has an average of. 1,641,183 Scoville heat units, which compared to the 2,500 to 8,000 Scoville heat units of the average jalapeno. So these things are freaking hot. Uh, he said he's practicing for this attempt. He's been practicing for this attempt. Uh, it's more the, about mechanics and muscle memory. Uh, so he's been eating small sweet peppers to get the chewing and swallowing down to it automatic responses. So basically he's like chew, swallow, chew, swallow. Um, yeah. My question guys is why? 
Why? Did he win money? We don't know. We don't don't have time to answer that question. I mean, why? I mean, it's obvious to me that you you must like have something for pain because this is going to hurt and your body is probably not used to it. And by the way, I hope he's not married because his bathroom is going to be fucked up for like days after that. Oh, it's going to be more than that. I mean, I mean, he's going to he's going to shoot fire out of his ass. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I'm sure he after this, he had like three bottles of Pepto. Um, But really, (laughs) I mean. I like spicy things. I do. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, it's not a bad thing, but really, I mean, I can, I can't even get through the blazing challenge. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, what's the reason there's, there's no reason. I mean, if there was money involved, I would say maybe that's that. If Oh, Hey, if I eat sure. three, if I eat three peppers in the record sure. time, yeah. then and then I'll win a million dollars or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I, I mean, I I sure as hell would do that. Um, if it was for a million dollars, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, is he? There, those are deeply embedded issues. I feel like. I don't well, know. and how do you like come up with the idea that you're going to be the guy who eats these things, right? Yeah. I mean, we all look at we all know Guinness World Records and we all see these world records were like, oh, shit, there's a guy with the longest nails and shit like that. I'm like, but you have to come up one day you have to wake up and be like, I'm going to be the guy or the gal who does this. Yeah. And it always surprises me what people want to do. You know, like this is surprising to me. Yeah. Like, me when did wouldn't you come up with this idea? Like, did you think about this beforehand? Were you like watching a show and think, well, I can do that. Or you also wonder if you had to spend money to get like a Guinness book of world records representative out there. Cause I know you have to do that. Well, yeah, uh, you have to, you have to like, yeah. well, and, and here, Connor, here's the deal. I think a lot of the time, I think uh, radio stations or TV stations or somebody else will sponsor it uh, yeah. to bring it out there. Cause it's, you know, it gives them some ratings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, it, it's a, you have to think, you, you go through that, the world records book and think about things that are in there, like, you know, most dominoes placed on a floor, right? And stuff shit like that. It's like, who has time for that shit? I know. I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. I really, I, I'm stumped. Yeah. I don't know. I, Dave's, um, Dave's actually thinking right now about what world record he could break. No, right. I'm thinking, I can't believe I realized this now, just now, but... Connor's actually got the NYCFC logo behind him. I don't know if he was like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've had that on for, I've had that, I've had this up here for a while. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's uh, but yeah, I love this thing. I'll, I'll never get rid of that thing. Good, I got, I got one upstairs. Yeah, but Dave, you're not talking about world records here. I think you're hiding something. <laughs> no, no, not hiding. Just had to make make a mention. Tony or Connor's got the uh, home opener. Uh, I guess what would you call it? Badge, flag, whatever. Yeah. The like uh, yeah the um the the but I don't know crest. what to call it flyer the crest, the flyer yeah it was yeah we all got those at home opener. Yeah. Mine is I don't know where mine went but it went somewhere. Mine's um, in my closet. I still have. Yeah. 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 Dave, I think, has Guinness World Record for most dogs petted. Yes. In an hour. In an hour. 
Close, did, oh, uh, you know, speaking of world record, I was, I, 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 this podcast is probably getting long. If anybody's still listening, I was actually at the Saints game last night, mm-hmm. and the uh, guys at 10,000 10, K takes. I think. Oh yeah, 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 ten. Yep, yeah, ten. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, 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 They they set the record for the longest uh, beer cup snake what? in the world. They did it. Night. They did it again. They they, they they beat their own record. They beat their own record. Year. Yeah. Oh wow. They did. Yeah, I and like... I participated in that. I oh, put a few go. cups into that beer snake just for the record. So that was kind of cool. How many cups, Dave? Uh, I don't know how many cups, but they they exceeded the record of like a, I think it was 121 feet or yeah. something like that. Did I think that's that, a lot of cups. Did they do that a wild game last year, I think. Something like that. They did, but I think they set the you know world record at a yeah. Saints game oh, last yeah. year. And I think mm-hmm. they repeated it elsewhere, but they did it again last night at the Saints game. And uh yeah, I, I participated. I put a couple cups in there. So well, I'm surprised that uh nobody tried to stop the beer, the the cups, the snake from no. from being formed because i know there was some oh, people no. who were like you know, we need to do this that. is yeah they might do that at, at a loons game but at the saints game oh yeah no all you know they're, they're all for it they're all for I, in fact last night the reason i was there was dog days oh uh, where you bring your dog sure. to the uh, ball game so that yeah, is yeah. so super fun i think you'd get your ass kicked if you stopped at a saints game i mean i'm pretty right. sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Connor, I mean, last night you probably could have added a couple cups to that. Like, uh, not cups, but cans. Cans. Sure. Well, they weren't yeah. doing cans. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. True. Yeah. So, anywho, guys, uh, we end on a well, a hot note uh, with yeah. Carolina Reaper peppers. If anybody's ever had those, I have not. I don't nope. think I ever no want one, to. No, no yeah, intention. I have, not. I have but, no um, intention. I have no intention. Of no intention of doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did I mention we're going to Miami in a month? I didn't mention that yet. Oh, but, shit. That was the first that, time we mentioned it. Oh, that, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's, in a, it's less than a month now, guys. Yeah, less than is. a month. Four, shit, less than four weeks, technically. Yeah. I have not heard back from uh, two of the breweries I sent messages to, but uh, we'll wait. It's not a problem. Um. Uh, hopefully they get back to us, but we are funky all Buddha. funky Buddha. Funky Buddha. Uh, hopefully the funky Buddha will do it. Uh, we are all set though. We have flights, we have Airbnb, tickets. we all have tickets now. We are good to go. It's gonna be fun. Um, I don't know how many Loons fans will actually be there. I keep I keep meaning to reach out to uh, what's his name on Twitter, who's kind of the uh, uh, Wonderwall Nick ticket guy. Or- yeah, Nick. Nick. Yeah. yeah. I, I keep wanting to reach out to him and be like, how many tickets have you sold for Miami to see if there's like 20 of us going or 15 of us? I, I don't even know. You know? So we'll see. Is Henry being naughty now? And Henry is like slightly barking. What? And he's going to. I'd be surprised if it's not a good number. I No, I, I wouldn't oh. be because I think a lot of people are going to Nashville this year. To tell you the truth. Mm. And I'd uh, love to go to Nashville, but ticket, I mean, the hotels there are just ridiculous. Yeah. I agree. Um, and uh, Airbnb is probably there are not that great. Um, yeah. So we actually we stayed in an Airbnb. Me and Laura went to Nashville a few years ago and stayed, mm-hmm. stayed in an Airbnb uh, just across the river from Nissan Stadium. Nice. And uh, it was it was awful. It was it was mm-hmm. really bad. Like, really? It was, yeah, it was there was like no ventilation in the place and 
the the owner didn't tell us that there was somebody else staying there too and oh. it was like oh my what the hell shared a bathroom with somebody it was fun yeah pretty much yeah yeah, this, yeah for the record this will be my first airbnb ever stay i've never stayed in you never stayed in airbnb i oh, haven't wow. e- i haven't either i have not either really no, no. i've stayed in a bunch um, i love them if i can do it over hotels that'd be awesome and the only reason i did this well there's two reasons one i thought that hotels would be way too much money and two uh my wife and uh kids and the in-laws did it went to san diego uh like a month it was two months ago and did airbnb there and they loved it yeah um so uh yeah it should be a good time so yeah, yeah i like i mean I, I like hotels just i mean because i travel so much for work i i mean i yeah. i i guess i'm a hotel yeah. uh, fan because i get earn the points and then give you mm-hmm. days and all the all that sure. but i suppose you can do the same with airbnb so you but can yeah, and I, i'm looking forward to it we'll i see. wish i i wish i would have signed up for delta miles before i hit the airbnb up because you can get points through airbnb mm-hmm. with delta miles so oh really you can do that yes oh cool which i learned after i yeah my bad Damn. Okay. my bad my bad it's fine so Anywho, guys, anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? Like we no, covered, uh, I think we co- they covered it all. Three week break coming up. Uh, break. Yeah. Good luck to all the Luans playing in international games yeah. over the break, especially to Michael Boxall, mm-hmm. who is playing a World Cup playoff qualifier oh, against yes. Costa Rica. Big game. Yeah, big game. Calvo, game. we're coming for you. I right. hope to watch. I hope to watch that one. Yeah, yeah for me sure. Too. And, that's on. And, that one's on June first. June first. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good to know because I'd love to watch that Mine's game. Night. Yep. And oh. yeah, shout out to uh, David Sterling and his family. Speedy recovery. Yep. Feel better um, soon. We will. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll take a whole three week break. We might just take a two week break and chat. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, for myself, Tony, for uh, Dave and Connor, we'll talk to you guys sometime in the next month. Sounds good. Go loons. Go loons.